All right, whenever you are ready. Okay, hold up. I'm just going to stretch. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely putting that as a kicker or bumper. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you. Join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. It's another coach uh, practice session, Julie. We learned so much this week. We did. You know, I do appreciate it. I feel like my mind is always churning when I'm leaving those sessions and during. But. It's not during. She's back chatting with me. No, um, I will say. Turning mind, turning mind. Turning <laughs> minds. Uh, we talked about this week, two things was around coaching style, which went, made me jump to uh, Lauren Conrad collection from Kohl's. No, it's, it didn't. But like, how do you define your style is what, what I thought. And I was like, what if you have multiple styles, depending yeah. on who you're, who you are at the time, you're going to a punk show, rock show, or do you have a client that's different? I think your style changes in some ways, doesn't it? Oh, I do. But I think that's, I, you know, so I think that's where you get into like semantics of like, is it your style or is it your approach to a client? Right? Like, what are you, you know, I think style in some ways, but maybe that's not the best word is what's rooted in how, like what you, like your foundation maybe is a better way to say it. But your approach will vary to the client, right? Like it should. Yeah, I guess style for me, um, I asked a question that maybe you can answer too um, because we got kind of broken out to groups. Uh, Julia and I are not allowed to be grouped with one another because we did it to ourselves. Also, it's probably good that we don't because we, don't we come yeah. back with more topics. But um, the question I asked was, how do you open a session? Like what, what do you do to start? And this brought me back to like our academic advising days. So what do you start? What's the opening question for your clients that you're going to coach? I, I love this question and I don't even know if it's a real coaching question. I haven't checked on that, but I love just kind of checking in and being like, how are you, how are you coming into our conversation today? You know, like what's going on in your world? Um, and I think especially now that's so important, right? Um, I would agree. Like people's headspace are all over. Um, we listen to a podcast as homework and I like the how are you landing into the call was interesting. So it's kind of like the idea, like, where are you coming from? Are you ready to buckle in for this coaching session? I guess. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny because I, uh, one thing that did come up was the, uh, fact that now I think in a coaching, as you're doing this as a, as a professional experience, right. That you have the ability to almost tell a client, like maybe we shouldn't talk today, you know, like maybe we're all, or you are like, maybe not in a space. Like, do you need time? Can we reschedule? But I was thinking back to like higher ed days when like, you could not do that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like kind of the student was there and you had to like work with whoever showed up, you know? Um, and it's, and it's neat to think about, uh, kind of putting the ownership on the client, but then also really encouraging them to make sure they're in the right headspace. Yeah. And that means that you both are showing up in that space ready. And um, since you're the coach, you have to professionally do that, but you can have, give your client an out is I like that idea. So um, they could say, you know what, today's not the time. So maybe we just, you know, plan to reschedule this another time. I think that's a really good call. Um, My, the question I like lately for that opening, I always say what, 
what brings you in today or what are we working on? Um, but I heard like, what's on your mind is a question mm-hmm. I heard from a book I listened to while scrouting a shower. Um, <laughs> the Coaching Habits, Say Less, Ask More, and Change the Way You Lead Forever, Michael Bungay-Stainer. And he said this, it, it used to be the prompt, which I forgot because I abandoned this social media platform, Facebook, but that what used to be the question, like, what's on your mind? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Um, vaguely. I mean, I believe it's true. I don't know if I remember that, but yeah, it's, I guess it's a more open question of like, what are you thinking about? What's top of your mind? So I guess it's figuring out like what's going on in your headspace or mind these days that you want to talk about, or I used to think it was evasive for Facebook to want to know what's on my mind, but (laughs) as a coach, that's what we want to know, right? Right. 100%. No. And I do think, you know, I've mentioned this to you before, and uh, this probably isn't the right episode for this, because I know we'll learn more about powerful questions, which seems to be a really important coaching tool. But there's so much of motivational interviewing that's showing up for me, uh, which is a skill that I learned in my last advising job. And uh, it's all about just small nuance and word changes to your questions so that you are inviting responses, right? Versus, and it's so a very simplistic, like, don't ask a closed-ended question, right? Like, make sure you're asking open-ended questions, but also, like, phrasing your questions around this idea of possibility in some ways so that you're really kind of setting the stage for response or engagement, Um questions without judgment, perhaps, right? So they're, you're not necessarily leading them to a an answer that you'd want to see. Yeah, because you're right. Cause we're quick to like, say, let's do this. And it's funny cause advisor has a word advice in it. Um, but the, the real point is us getting them to think about um, their own solution and getting them to get to the root problem. So the questions you want to ask, and this is, I think of it as the research questions I would ask. Like I would ask one question and I'd let people know ahead of time. I really want you to talk about things. So I might be like, tell me more, or what do you mean by that? Or could you give me an example? And you really want, um, so my research participants, like my clients, I want them to talk out what's going on in their head that they maybe have not verbalized before. And it's asking open questions and further kind of probing questions. And we kind of talked about, because this week we talked about the session, I guess, the overall coaching session, like a 60 minute time slot come in. Yeah, structure. Yeah. Yeah. It is, um, yeah, it is, you know, and it it was interesting. I think we had some uh, other folks in our cohort who were a little excited, you know, and also nervous. I get this about like the wandering conversation. And I think that's great, right? Like that's um, one of my uh, dear friends who I do leadership with, uh, his name is Brad and he, his favorite question to ask people that I've totally stolen is what's your story. And like just sitting down next to someone and you get a variety of things, right? Like you get people who mm-hmm. like will really tell you like their life story or they'll like tell you how they feel that day. And I love those types of questions, right? Just like, just go on the journey and see where you go. It's like very oasis of you, uh, 90, 1990s. Uh, what's your story, Maureen Glory? It's right. just what came into my mind. No, uh-huh. I think it's. I think it allows people to open up because we ask really boring questions of each other, like we meet someone new. Um, and I think it's. Uh, I really think it's neat that we have this space that people do unpack. And you, what you said was like wandering uh, dialogue. I think that wandering conversation, um, people actually unpack so many things and I've heard it in, yeah, advising sessions before in research sessions, people, and people have said, I've never 
said that to someone before or the power of saying something out loud, but they've thought it really kind of cool and scary and and ultimately really revealing so that's the the opening question is good and we talked about setting an agenda ish like what do they want to talk about i think you asked some really good questions during our training um just about like how do you rein in if they want to do all the things like they want to cure the cancer yeah. the session yeah i mean that's my biggest thing i also and maybe it's you know, uh, years of working with undeclared students, which we both have in common, but Mm -hmm. like, I, there is part of me that's like, there is no way that a client can like self solve a problem, right. (laughs) Which is what coaching is supposed to be about, right. Like this withhold, not withholding of advice, but like really allowing them to answer their own questions and like, you know, maybe provide tools, but you're not saying this is what I would do, or here's, here's an experience that I had. Although we have been comparing some coaching styles and we see that other coaches do do that. And I think that maybe kind of closer to where I go. But it is, it's amazing to me to think about that someone, you could just ask them questions and someone who has like not been able to stop procrastinating for 15 years after 60 minutes is going to be like, got it, nailed it, done. You know? Um, <laughs> no, maybe it unpacks like deeper issues of why they do it. And I think it's going to be hurtful. Like you and I are going to talk about this. Uh, Cause I think we both are listening to, we'll listen to probably us talk on this podcast. And I know I will, cause I'll be editing. Uh, we'll listen to other podcasts that talk about coaching examples. And as we unpack it with peers, um, I think the power of going, Oh, it's not the thing. It's not procrastinating. That's holding me back. It's my fear of failure. Like I think there's some right. deep hearted issues that coaching gets to. And, I, I like you was like, how do we stop giving the advice? Oh, you say, I'm just curious about, yeah. and it's not advice, but it's prompting. Like it's something instead of saying you should do this, like what if, and so I, we listened to some examples that were like, I call them uh, vision offerings. Like maybe I see this for you or how does this land for you? And I was like, yeah. Oh, like I'm giving a hypothesis or maybe a story. Cause I, I think, um, you and I both like stories and that's really why we're friends and we like storytelling <laughs> and we like a little bit of chit chat. So like I started thinking about like, I can't not insert a bit of something, but I wouldn't want it to be about me, but giving them an example, I think it's actually helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. With, I mean, there's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's Mr. Rogers or Winnie the Pooh or Brene Brown. It's like one of the three of them said some, said something like, <laughs> wait, I like those are your three. Winnie the Pooh, Brene Brown, or Mr. Rogers. Go. <laughs> right. One of them said something like, like, uh, you know, friendship is finding someone else and saying like, Oh, what you two same as me or something like that. Right. Like it's, really impactful if you find the quote and read it. But like, I think there's power in that recognition, which is why I find stories so useful, right? And I I think there are moments when you can say, when someone's like, wow, I am just unearthing that I have a fear of failure and that's why I procrastinate. Like, that's deep shit. So like, I don't know, engage with that. Like, also be vulnerable. I, and I, yeah. So I think that's where I find myself thinking about like, how do how do you relate so that someone doesn't feel like they just laid all their cards on the table and now they're like out there alone yeah it's like giving to the void if they're not if you're not giving back so i think maybe we'll get into this more but reciprocal experience uh, so i think of the story as i uh, was a fried green tomatoes you know my our friend paul brown pb said honey if you don't have anything nice to say come sit next to me and that yeah. was his opening line to me as friends during a res yeah. life training uh, and i think about stuff like 
that's how people make the connection and they feel like they can trust you and they yeah. will open up even more. So I, I think I wouldn't give away that story power or that sharing of self. I feel like that's really important to me is still, I'm working, yeah. I'm working through it by not giving it all, but giving a piece that they feel like they can connect if that's important to them. And yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And I think there is ways to present story without right? Like you present story to, to show your own like struggle or journey, not to say like, look, I solved the problem. So you should do it just like me. Right. No, because they shouldn't. There's so many flaws in that. Yeah. No, I know. Right. (laughs) Isn't that a book too? The art of storytelling. Great. Not by Brene Brown. (laughs) No, it is. uh, Yeah. I think there's the, uh, there's, the art of many things, the artist. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We could have a story of this at some point, Julie. Um, so the opening was really important to me and we talked about that in our groups and we each have our own kind of, I think what came out of it was personality. Maybe it's a style thing. Like maybe we, yeah. have own, I kind of see my alignment with, and we have some examples in our course, but that's not the only way to do coaching because there's a lot of, weird wacky coaches out there in the world of coaching from what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, you know, something else that came up too is that um, the different types of certification. And, and I think I would love to do a little bit of research around that because um, currently the, some of the coaches that we're listening to, they have different certifications. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it definitely is showing up, which I think is, is great, you know? Um, and I mean, give a plug for Katie's podcast, Coach to Coach, right? And so that's totally. what we're listening to. And um, it's, I think that's fascinating too, right? So like, what are you, what are you learning in your program that's going to also then influence how you show up? Yeah. And, and we'll also say you don't need to be certified to be a coach. You could just say you're a coach and it's what I'm learning. And you could do yeah. multiple facets of, um, I attended like a fun webinar from work on financial coaching and stuff. It's not my, not what I would do. Some people go right. to fitness coaches, um, some life coaches. Yeah. Um, I think everything that we probably will talk about, like we'll have some career work leadership, but life comes into it some shape or form. And I, I just think it's really interesting. Um, the idea of one-to-one or working with small groups on like building, like whether they have a skill or competency and I don't know where we're going to take it. You're going to take it into work. I think at some time at some point. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, um, a lot of my work focuses on like manager development and I think, um, you know, I'm a big believer that you don't need to certify people to do cool shit. And so like True. give them some tools, right? Like give them some tools. What are some basics? Like if you can give them basics around coaching and supporting teams and employees in certain ways, right? Like why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also so, think, you know, think- I'm, I'm, I'm finding the corporate space. These folks are a little bit like six-year-olds that you want to get to eat the peas though. You have to like hide it in stuff <laughs> that tastes delicious. So it's like, I think that's another reason you want to like break it down and be like, Okay, so I'm not teaching you how to be a coach. Just try asking these questions, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's tools that you and I are both going to apply to work. Um, I started pseudo coaching some folks as well. And I'm learning that um, asking, I'm, I'm really interested. Maybe we'll just do an episode on powerful motivational questioning. That would be a great episode yeah. where we ask each other really hard questions. And I'm also, That'd be think, amazing. I think we should do that something like that in the future. And I'm also thinking about um, like, yeah, the meat of the session, we didn't get into a whole lot. We talked about how you start and you and I are pretty good to do that because uh, I won't say we have high emotional intelligence, but I think we do. And like, we're smart enough to ask 
bigger questions, like getting yeah. to the root of something. And you and I can live in some discomfort and it does get uncomfortable and weird. But I did get called out. My partner said, as you know, Fierker said to me, do you need a certification? I was like, mm, probably not actually. But, and there's right. lots of people that don't have it and are coaching and do this and probably do very well. I don't know. Maybe I just need something to reach for in these pandemic times. Yeah. Unrest. Well, and I think I, I hear that, right? Cause I, it, nothing so far has been rocket science, but I think there's something to be say, said for like honing a craft and getting language, right? I'm, you know, I talked a lot in that first year after leaving higher ed, like, yes, I've done this before, but here you call this X and in higher ed, we called it Y. And there's, there's power and, and like, secret credentialing for lack of a term when you know the language. I mean, and that's a whole different discussion about like power politics in any space. Right. But uh, so I think there's value in knowing terms and knowing structures within coaching. Yeah. Being able to crosswalk it or like even translate it. So if we say these things, it's, it's interesting. Our cohort that we're learning with, we'll probably stick in mainly higher ed, but not all. Uh, I had some side chats with uh, uh, one to two folks outside of our cohort this week, just because we're interested in having catch up on what's an LLC or talked about ukulele stuff, which is hilarious. So yeah, so it's been fun to like get to know folks that are different walks of life. And so I think I am finding some value in that. Um, we do have different like ways they see it. Like uh, I wish we, you and I lived in boxes, but we don't, well, we kind of do our homes, but uh, we don't, we aren't as like, I'm not as boundary identified as some other folks that I'm getting to know. It sounds, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. But true? I also think that's like a gift of our, a gift of our employment. Right. And I think about back to like our higher ed days, at least my last situation, I think I would have been thinking about it way more in a box. Right. And now yeah. I'm like, Oh, where does this go? And how does it fit? And where do I want to put this piece? And where do I want to put that piece? Right. Yeah. Um, I also think it's like a lot, some folks are getting this paid for by their institutions. And that I think definitely ties them to a certain path with that. So. No, it's a good call. Um, when you think about the end of a session, because we're approaching the end of our own session, yeah. how do you like to wrap up? Um, we're going to get to the meat of it later. We'll get to the motivational questions and like getting to setting kind of an agenda with your coaching client, it sounds like. But the bookends are opening and closing. What are your closing? We need to wrap it up, Tony. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I love something around the idea of like, well, you know, they tell you to ask, like, do you think we've accomplished the agenda or something like that today? Or like what we set out to do. But I also love this, like, like, what are you, what are you leaving here with? Like, how are you feeling as you're about to walk out the door? Um, something along those lines. Yeah, I listened to, I guess, uh, I was listening to this book in the shower uh, that I was cleaning and caulking. I heard a good expression, the ages, and it's, um, I don't remember all of it, but the generation piece of it is is what it's, the term is. So I want to know what they're taking from those generative questions. Um, so what are you leaving this session that's most useful for you today? Was a good yeah. kind of question. Or what... What's one thing that you're, yeah, like you said, like what you're learned, what you've learned or what you're going to take away from today. Um, and, and I like to think of it as like, what are they going to think about or what's resonated with them that we talked about, I guess. Yeah. Um, I am going to end all of my sessions with the seven questions from inside the actor studio. How about that? <laughs> what are the seven questions in the inside? Act? Now I have to look um, this up and put this in the They're show. good. We should include them in the show notes. I'm pretty sure it's seven. But the big one, it's like, what's your favorite curse word? You know, totally professional. Uh, if heaven exists, what do you want to hear at the pearly gates? It's great. I loved it. 
I like this. Okay, well, definitely, I, I definitely should include one of them. I think there there is need for an icebreaker of sorts. So yeah, um, not bad. Yeah, it's a good, it's a fun like sitting around the campfire talking to friends. Activity. I can appreciate that. Um, now I'm going to go look them up and come back with an opener question for you next time. So this is helpful. I love it. I also just have to say that you are a much better person than I am because when you were doing chores today, you were listening to professional audiobooks. I was listening to like Dolly Parton USA when I was gardening today. So <laughs> it's still fine. I also listened to West Cork. I will say, admit that, that true crime happened on the West of coast of Ireland. There's some scandalous things happen out there. It's a 1990s drama from audible. Yeah. That's good. So don't worry. I mixed it up. And it wasn't all learning. It was some uh, high drama and smack talk in Irish. Well, you know, it. she was French, so she had no curtains. <laughs> so it's a good, it's judgment good. city. Welcome to Ireland. Welcome right. to West Cork. Um, well, all right. We, on that note, we've coached through it. We've done our, do we have a, do we have an end line coaching through it? Uh, Coaching through it. Can't go under it. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. We'll talk again another time. (laughs) I love it. All right. Have a good uh, evening. You too. Ciao. Bye. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.